Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam storytelling podcast, where we share short stories, rough drafts really, based on a theme and given on a dare. Where are your hosts? Christina Kishbot and Cassie Soliday. Week two. <laughs> week two. Week two. And last week we had mentioned that... Um, we're working together now. Oh, yeah. Like, for the same studio, not the same show, unfortunately. Uh, but we both love our shows, <laughs> so it's fine. And I just kind of wanted to, like, give a little bit more update to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, like, last season you had mentioned that you were working at an agency. Yes. As an assistant. So an assistant. what's what's your change? Uh, yeah. So I was an assistant at a talent agency, um, in the youth department, and I really needed to get into the creative side, and then um, I really needed a new job. In fact, they were like, <laughs> "We can tell you're not happy here, so like you should find a new job." <laughs> and I was like, "You got it!" Like, um, even though that was a very difficult time, you have to admire that they just told you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was the best thing that would have happened because I'm. I probably would have stayed there way longer than I should have. Um, so, I mean, kudos to them, but also, like, fuck them. Anyway, so, <laughs> for other reasons. <laughs> yeah, okay. That one thing they did was the right thing, but there was many other. Anyway, that's not the point. So, uh, so yeah, and then um, there was a PA position, a writer PA position open at uh, the office that Cassie works at studio and I applied and uh they like totes hired me (laughs) and (laughs) and you got hired because you had the agency experience which was was really cool which is nice yeah it was my agency experience that got me hired and now um I was a PA for like eight months and now I'm the script coordinator on the show. Yeah, congratulations. That's Thank a recent you. change. Yeah, that's recent. It was, like, end of August. And um, so now, you know, like, it's just really cool to be in a writer's room and stuff. And um, I'm, like, lucky enough on my show where um, I get to, like, have a little say in things and stuff, which is really nice. And mm-hmm. um, they, like, listen to me and stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, which is not on every place, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, and I love the show, and um, I'm learning so much, and it's just like one step to being a staff writer, which is the ultimate goal. And with that transition, what are you doing, Cassie? Uh, I am now <laughs> writing on my show. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, so like, definitely going up the writer's PA to script coordinator. To write it, like that's a legit path that a lot of people take, and that's what exactly what I did as well. Um, and luckily, I'm getting to write now, and it's amazing, and everything I dreamed it would be. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad. I can't wait to meet you there. Yeah, high five. Yay! Okay, so that's our life update. Uh, 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 so excited, uh, 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 uh. but we still want to tell our own stories um until we get to tell bigger ones you yeah. know right now we're writing in someone else's voice and a show's voice and a story editor's voice so uh this is our little corner of the internet where we can write silly little rough drafts based on themes we dare each other to do um because no one is telling us to do it except each other exactly high five and i'm <laughs> the worst task master masker masker yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so you dared me last week to write uh, something based on the theme of walking through walls. Okay, how is that? You, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so flustered by this theme. It's so random. Why did you think of it? Is it better than, what is it, Disobedient Slave? <laughs> Uh, no. Disobedient Slave from last season was the worst. <laughs> I know. I so you it. have to, that's your, okay, that's your barometer. Okay, that's my bottom. Yes. Uh, that's my bottom. But I guess, I guess it's just so random that it's, like, bothers me. Like, because usually our themes are, like, one word, and then it's like, okay, well, that's just a random word. But th- this is, like, three words together. This is a... Walking through walls. And, like... This is a concept. I know. It's a full concept. Totally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It feels like a forced concept, so I tried my best to go against what I initially felt propelled to do, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Uh, Do you want to say something like, story time? And here's Cassie's story. (laughs) Is that what you wanted? No, but that's okay. Story time! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's all staying in (laughs) I remember it differently, Edna said, her brow furrowed as she relives the memories her friend just jogged awake. I remember your mother went into the house to make us lemonade after we refused to get out of the pool, but then she never came back. You know, I was really looking forward to that lemonade. Dear goodness, Edna, no, Esther replied, holding her chamomile tea frailly in her hands. That was the day when mom's mom, mm, my grandma, passed away. Another silence crept between these old friends. Edna kept quiet as her childhood memory became clearer. She had been asked to go home early that day and was given no reason. For years, she had thought that Esther's mother just didn't like her. I always thought your mother thought I might be a bad influence on you or something, Edna said, finally looking up from the wooden tabletop and into Esther's fading hazel eyes. Sorry for your loss. Oh, it's been well over 50-ish years since she passed. I'm over it. Can someone be over the loss of a loved one? Ever? They both thought simultaneously as they avoided eye contact and let the silence creep in yet again. I'm glad you got your lemonade today. Esther smiles and tips her tea in small celebration. Edna tips her glass of lemonade in reply. A moment slowly crawls by and then she says, My mother passed a while back and must have been nearly two decades ago. That's nice, Esther said, confusing Edna. When asked if she really meant that's nice, Esther nodded. Yes, that's a lot longer than my mom and dad made it. You're very lucky. Esther sips her tea. Her lips are dry, peeling on the bottom. She excuses herself to put some chapstick on. Dehydration is a problem for her these days in many ways. This conversation in the dining hall sticks with Edna longer than most. Esther's words stay with her. Maybe because they were a key to unlocking more memories that Edna felt had been lost to time. Or maybe because she misses everyone, including people she's forgotten. Can you miss someone you've forgotten? Lying in her bed, listening to her roommate's noisy humidifier, she thinks about Esther. How much she looked up to her. How jealous she was of her at times. How annoying she could be. But also how lovely she could be. She could use a friend right now. Edna could use a friend right now. They had lost touch after school, and once marriage and kids happened, she barely thought about Esther ever. 
Just in quiet moments, wondering where she could be in the world, now here she finds herself in the same senior care home as her childhood friend. Years unshared, years to recover, but all they could hash out was one afternoon when Edna had come over to swim, when they were ten. Why was it this day that Edna remembered out of their entire friendship? And she remembered it incorrectly. Health-wise, that could purely be a decline in memory, she thought. Discontent over never receiving a glass of lemonade that was promised her. It's not that Esther's mom's lemonade was anything special. You make lemonade and it's good. That's it. That's all there is to it. But I remember this, she thought. Edna's grandmother passed away when she was really young and had always felt that Esther was lucky to have known hers. Math was not her favorite subject in school, but now she finds herself mentally counting how old everyone in her family was before they left this world. Am I the oldest? She wondered. And does it matter? Alone, with her not often mobile roommate, at least. Edna turns on her bed, trying not to hurt her back again. She reaches for the call button. A nurse comes, eventually, to help her into her chair, apologizing for the delay. It feels like they might be short-staffed. But what does Edna care? She has nothing but time. Edna asks to be positioned in the courtyard in a patch of sun, but the nurse compromises with her and puts her under the shade of the tree so she doesn't sunburn. Again. Edna's stubborn and wants what she wants. The next tree over and across the sidewalk, Esther sits on a bench with her walker nearby. They look at each other as if they're gazing into the abyss, deep in thought. Esther takes a small sip from her medical water bottle, careful not to dribble. Edna finally focuses her eyes on Esther. She feels a brief wave of sadness, but can't remember why. She thinks to herself, I wonder if that woman over there could use a friend. This episode is depressing. Last week's was kind of depressing, too. Yeah. I mean, but also kind of hopeful. This one's not very hopeful, is it? (laughs) This one's literally just the end of things. But I loved it. I thought it was written really beautifully. Thanks. Yeah. I loved the... Okay, I do have a question, though. Okay. So, who is... Okay. I think also because it's Edna and Esther, it's like a little confused in my brain. Is it? Okay. Because when I did that, because I was originally going to have it be a different name and... Or just be her friend and not a name at all. Uh-huh. But then I was like, oh, they're so cute because they both start with E. And I mean, it is very cute. Thank you. Thank you. But being a short story, I, I could see how it could be confusing. Yes. And probably in a longer story, it would still be confusing. Yeah, I think if it was like a, a screenplay or something, I feel like it'd be less confusing. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, I think that for this... Um, a non-visual style, medium. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> the alliteration is not working in your favor. <laughs> <Okay>. Good to know. Thanks for your honesty. I appreciate But But that being said, I just want to make sure I understand. So uh, they're old friends. Are they really old friends or is one thinking that she's an old friend? Uh, they're really old people and they're really old friends. Okay. That lost touch. Okay. Because I wasn't sure at the end if she, if one of them had thought the other this other woman was her old friend, but wasn't. Does that make sense? I see. Okay. So you think it's all in her head and she's just remembering? Yeah, like it's a symptom of yeah. whatever she, Alzheimer's or whatever yeah. she has. Well, if I had made, because 
just in the details, because I wanted it to be an unraveling, because, I don't yeah. know, when I read a story, I instantly think the characters are my age until I'm told they're not. Oh, totally. And you know, so I was playing <laughs> with that a little bit. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, um... It's funny, because you see them to that point. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You see them, and they're two women drinking lemonade, and then I immediately pictured our age, and then as is the story... Like, I watch them get older and older and older and yeah. older, right? So it's it's kind of a funny, like, visual thing that you do in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of interesting in writing it that way. Because um, this was definitely a story, and, like, writing it is a discovery. Because I didn't revise it. I just went straight ahead, like we always do, you know? Well, most of the time we do. Right. And, um, yeah, because it was going to be many different things as I was writing each mm-hmm. paragraph. And it changed every single, <laughs> like pressing return Mm -hmm. and um yeah so with the the details like uh her lip that Mm -hmm. esther's lip being dry having Mm -hmm. to having to put chapstick on um my grandma used to put chapstick on all the time and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and uh, my husband's grandmas are still alive which is amazing but one of them is in like a um assisted living right Mm-hmm. And so she has a roommate that doesn't really do anything but lie in bed mm-hmm. a lot. And she also gets to go around this safe courtyard that yeah. is gated. And the nurses help her whenever she needs it. Um, some people need more help than others. But it's this lovely place, and she absolutely hates it. Yeah, they <laughs> Anyways, always do. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted to go there for forever. And they, her family finally was like, okay. And then she hates it. And one of the things that struck me is that, I mean, when she finally got there, all of her friends who were were there passed away. And mm. I just, I don't know, I think about aging, like, mm-hmm. the final years a lot, which I should live in the now, of course. But, like, when I try to think about putting myself in her, in her shoes and, like, having lost all my friends and, like, it has to be very sad and maybe that's just my na- naivety, being young, thinking that. Because you don't know until you get there. But, I don't know, empathy makes good writing, and this is an exploration of what I think it would be yeah. like. Um, and what I've seen through others, you know? Definitely. My mom used to be a uh, home health care nurse, and she used to work at many different healthcare facilities. And for a long time, she worked at this elderly uh, care facility, I forget, I think they called it a nursing home, uh-huh. and so it was very medically heavy, and yeah. I would often have to ride the bus over there and wait till she got off work at, like, 7, so I spent, like, a good chunk of hours there yeah. a lot during the week, and so I'd just be reading a book in the lobby where all these older people were who couldn't help themselves were watching TV mm-hmm. or knitting and... Or playing chess. Most of them couldn't get around. So, like, I don't know. I, th- I, thought, I think I thought about this stuff a lot when I was young because I was so close to it yeah, because definitely. of my mom. Um, but, yeah, so this is a, this is a compact, very uh, top of the iceberg look at all those experiences and particularly Matt's grandma right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, like, <laughs> what, like, what if you did, if someone that you lost touch with when you were a child, you came back to them in a nursing home or something and then you guys are talking about because it happens all the time even younger you like remember one event and you remember it a few different ways Uh because like your perspective is only your perspective Uh and so like but you she gets stuck on this because it's like one of the few things she remembers is kind of what I was going for 
but then she's still stuck on it, but she remembers the person. And at the end, the, the intention was that she doesn't remember who that person is, but she remembers the feeling, mm-hmm. right? And it was the feeling of not realizing that her friend lost her grandma. Yeah. You know? Because, like, sometimes things happen, you don't know why. I remember when I was a kid, my parents asked um, their friends to babysit me and my brother so they could go to um, my grandpa's funeral. And we didn't even know he was dead. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't think we did. I, like, maybe I'm misremembering. Oh, but wow. I found out later that that really fun evening was actually the evening of his yeah. funeral. And so it's Crazy. really intense to realize that, oh, right, this was... You were covering something up. But right. Like, wow, that's um, crazy. So I'm kind of, like, trying to figure out how to put that into a story. And how I got from, like, the theme to this was walking through walls. I instantly wanted to write something, like, um, mystical, you know, or, it's like, about a ghost or the other world and stuff like that. So I ended on, on death, and I was like, yeah, um, what would be different? Because that's kind of what you expect, I think. Or that's, that's my first gut feeling, and I'm trying to go with, like, a second gut feeling. Mm-hmm. So the second one was aging and almost there. So I just, like, reversed the pro- yeah. <laughs> the lifeline a little. Um, I mean, <laughs> I forgot about the theme. <laughs> Until you just brought it up. <laughs> um, I think, but I think you, you, like, succeeded in the theme because... Um, this woman, obviously, and maybe even both of them have some kind of dementia or, um, Alzheimer's, um, which kind of, like, if I think about it, seems like a kind of disease that puts up walls in your mind, too. Mm -hmm. So this woman is walking through this wall to remember this memory with her friend. Um, so that's kind of how I interpreted it, um, through the theme. And I also thought it was interesting that the memory she does remember is of a grandmother dying. Um, And we don't know how old this grandmother was, obviously. But Mm -hmm. it's interesting that there was a woman who, in her memory, who maybe she's, like, identifying with or something because of the age or Mm -hmm. whatever. Ooh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That was unintentional. But uh, thank you for reflecting that back at me. You're welcome. I'll lean into that. Maybe in the next revision. (laughs) Um, but, yeah, so, okay, Esther is the main woman, or is Edna, okay, yeah, I will change Esther's name, (laughs) because I was going for older names, too, and I guess e-names are my favorite older names. (laughs) I could, uh, what about Agnes? Ooh, that's good. I was loving Agnes. Um, I love an Agnes, too. Yeah. Let me write that down real quick, (laughs) at the top, so I remember... Um, yeah. Esther to Agnes. Perfect. But, I guess, so, do you have, like, plans with this? No. I literally finished it up right before, uh, you came over. (laughs) I mean, the prose is really beautiful, I think. Thank you. I I, I was getting frustrated because I really wanted to do something very writerly and very, like, uh, long form, you know, like the beautiful paragraphs. Yes. But I kept getting caught up with the dialogue because, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's from writing for TV, Probably, but like, yeah. I would love to write like Neil Gaiman, you know, and I want to totally. do prose, and it's I don't know. That's I think that's gonna be my focus this season is trying to 
get out of relying on dialogue mm-hmm. and getting to some prose. That's actually interesting because I usually also am heavy in the dialogue and everything. Um, but my story for Ambassador, there was no, there was like two lines of dialogue. Yeah, I was really thing. jealous, honestly. Oh, wow, I was thanks. like, damn it, she can do it, why can't I? <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because I, like, when I sat down to write, you know, you sit down to write it, and then, like, as you're going, and then I don't even realize sometimes the things that I'm putting down are, like, poignant, or, like, like when I read back over, I'm like, well, damn, that's really good. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, it just kind of, like, comes out. And you don't think even think about it. You're not like, I'm going to sit down and write this amazing sentence about, mm. you know, feminists, feminism or something. Yeah. Um, or about time or about becoming old and facing your mortality. Like, you, like it's just really funny the way our brains work as writers. Yeah. And I feel like the more you write, the easier you can get there, right? Uh, sometimes. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. It comes with practice. Yeah. For sure. But I yeah. feel like, I mean, I feel like there's some good nuggets in here that I'd like yeah, to get, get more into. And I also realized in writing this that I also tend to write about, uh, the headspace, like the thoughts uh-huh. and, the, and, and not very active. <laughs> like nothing really happens in my stories mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just like a moment. Yeah. I like life. to like take a moment and stretch yeah. it out. Right. I think that, like, uh, this could be... I mean, now I'm, like, wanting... I know they had that one movie with some actress. She gets early onset Alzheimer's. I can't remember which. But it, like, won a bunch of awards, like, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, like, wanting, like, some old elderly best friend ladies who oh my gosh. are going through Alzheimer's together. We need that. And I think that would be so beautiful. That would be right? beautiful, yeah. So sad, too. It's yeah. devastating. Like, no one, I don't think anyone wants to think about the end, but... Yeah. I'm kind of obsessed with it. Great. I don't like it either. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it makes for interesting stories, and, you know, thinking about your mortality brings out also the, like... I don't know. I think it brings out a lot of truth in people. Yeah. So. Very true. I feel like when we all get there, if we get there, (laughs) it's like, it really seems like it would really bring out in your mind things that are most important. Right. And definitely getting lemonade when you were 10 is not the most important thing. Uh, (laughs) So maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure very random thoughts come, but. But I love it. Great job. Thanks. So I have to dare you. Give it to me. This is probably going to be too easy for you. <laughs> but I, I just, I'm going to dare you to write about a princess. I want to give you what? something you're going to go overboard on because I know how much you love Can princesses. Can I just submit my ambassador one again? Um, because no. it's also about a princess. I mean, maybe you could do a sequel. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe. Something uh, like that. Yeah. I don't know. I pr- I'll Expand the world. I'll probably princess. Do a monologue? Does she do, like, give a speech at the... Oh, yeah. At the summit? Princess speech at the summit. Um, I take your dare with uh, glee and anticipation. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. That's too easy. Oh, well. I already dared you. We're we're stuck. I'll give you an easy one next time. (gasps) 
Okay, maybe. great. Oh my gosh, you're such a liar, maybe. <laughs> This episode of the Jammies Bits of Jam Storytelling Podcast was produced by Christina and Cassie. Music by the wonderful Grace Sai. Connect with us on Twitter at Bits O Jam Podcast and on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. We're just like you and run on a healthy dose of compliments, as well as constructive criticism to improve the show. If commenting on story quality, be kind. These are rough drafts. We hope by sharing these stories and being open about our process and how we word vomit first drafts that you will be encouraged to word vomit your own. The most important thing about writing is to write.